the shadows. I'm author researcher Mike Ricksecker. Interesting show coming up for you tonight. Experiencing multiple realities. Uh, we're going to be diving into a lot of different topics here this evening. We're going to cover a myriad, a plethora of different things. Uh, of course, the very nature of, kind of quote unquote, multiple realities. I want to let you know, of course, first off, that this show is brought to you by the Connected Universe Portal. Check us out, connecteduniverseportal.com. Of course, those that are actually watching the live stream on Wednesday night, you're already a member of that. But for those listening to the podcast later on all those wonderful podcast sources like Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and also the syndicated show on uh, Saturday night on KGRA Radio, uh, we invite you to join us uh, for the live stream. Again, Wednesday nights, usually at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. This broadcast is actually 7.30 p.m. Eastern because... Uh, Prior commitment, it happens, uh, that, that I have a little bit later on this evening, so I had to run this uh, a little bit early. So let's go ahead and get into experiencing multiple realities. Um, really, I, I decided to hit on this topic because something that I've kind of uh, noticed across the field is that uh, we, we try to compartmentalize things into like a like a one and done one one explanation to rule them all sort of and you know i get that a lot with my uh shadow phenomena research the research into the shadow entities that and, and a lot of people have been reaching out to me here lately with the recent release of the shadow dimension because you know people want answers to the phenomenon that they've experienced and so general question you know what are shadow people well, I mean, that's that's uh, that's kind of a loaded question. You know, they are a lot of different things. They can be a lot of different things, I guess, is kind of the proper way to say it. And same with all of this other phenomena that uh, we are witnessing, that we're experiencing, that uh, seems to cross into our, what we perceive to be reality, our, our physical reality here, uh, what we kind of call Earth. And I have a fantastic quote here. I, I used it last week uh, in in last week's presentation from Mark Anthony. It's from uh, it's from the Shadow Dimension docu series episode one, and really uh, hits on the fact that we are actually experiencing a multitude of different things uh, with whether you're calling it a supernatural phenomena, whether it's extraterrestrial, interdimensional. And so here's Mark's quote from episode one of The Shadow Dimension. We may very well be dealing with several different entities, several different species using a similar energetic modality in order for them to communicate or to visit what we call Earth. And I, I just, I love that quote. Anybody who's been following me on uh, Instagram or uh, if you are on The Shadow Dimension Facebook group, you've seen the memes that I've been uh, putting together. Uh, Nicole put together one, uh, the the first one, which kind of inspired me to do the rest uh, of, of different quotes from the shadow dimension. And so I did one with this quote. Uh, and really, basically, what he's saying here is that, you know, what 
what we're dealing with are a variety of different things. And the way that they interact with our, with our planet, with our plane of existence, with, you know, the, you know, the physical dimension that we are, they're using that uh, similar energy to be able to interact with it, even though they're all coming from different locations and they are themselves a lot of different entities or they're, uh, or they're coming from somewhere else, whether that's you know, another planet or another dimension. Um, not necessarily talking about the multiverse, but uh, we will get into that. In fact, the, the thumbnail that I put together for this show uh, used a, uh, uh, a, a screen cap from the Shadow Dimension when Johnny Enoch was talking about the multiverse. But it's kind of a, uh, a bit of a topic here for a little bit later. So what are we witnessing when we actually witness a physical extraterrestrial or a physical craft or, you know, like a UFO or, you know, now the term is UAP. I think because UFO has kind of gotten a negative, you know, it's had that negative connotation for, uh, you know, several decades now, uh, you know, used to be, it was all those, you know, flying saucer nuts from the 1950s, 60s, 70s. Uh, but the field has come a long, long way. But the question, uh, you know, what is it we are witnessing when we witness a physical craft? Are we witnessing something that has physically traveled here from another solar system, maybe even another galaxy from you know, all the way across the universe? I mean, that would take, um, you know, thousands, millions of years to, at least with the technology that we have, even, even traveling at light speed to get across there. Uh, somebody would have to figure out basically like a warp drive or, or what have you to get across uh, physically w without doing something like, you know, a wormhole. Uh, did it travel here interdimensionally? You know, is, are there other means in which it has traveled here? Or did they travel here from, say, the future? Are they actually ourselves just having, uh, just having come back here? from at some other point in time. And that seems to be a, um, a, a very uh, popular opinion these days. Uh, a lot of people are jumping on that bandwagon. It seems like, it does seem like a bandwagon. And Sarah Jane down there, we're taking UFO back. And yeah, Sarah Morgan, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena is UAP. Yeah. So another quote from the Shadow Dimension um, from... Mary Marshall. I really like this one too. Uh, also from episode one. So I've got some great quotes out of episode one in which she says, we do a disservice to ourselves in the field by trying to find out what is this. And then this is the answer. And this is the only answers. There's multiple answers. Uh, I really like that because I see that so much, which within I say this field, there's a, you know, a lot of overlapping uh, disciplines that we are talking about here. You know, I, I kind of came through the, well, I kind of did, came through the paranormal route, you know, all the, all the ghost stuff. Uh, a lot of people came through, you know, the UFO route. Uh, but there's a lot of 
you know, overlapping or other people have, you know, come from other disciplines, uh, you know, the, the cryptid route, you know, whether we were talking skinwalkers last night with, uh, with James Keenan or, you know, people have come in through uh, Bigfoot and what have you. But there's a lot of crossover between all of these. And uh, a lot of times, and I mentioned it earlier, you know, talking about shadow phenomena, that people want a, a cookie cutter, clean, dry, um, very nice, wrap it in a bow type of an answer for all of these different things that happen. Um, and that's kind of what Mary was saying there, that, you know, they, they find an answer to something or what they believe is an answer to something. And then they are saying, now this is the only answer to whatever that phenomena is. But really, there are a myriad of different answers to all of this. So, you know, when we're seeing these different crafts in the sky, we'll get into some of like the different entities and stuff here in a little bit. Um, you know, kind of like the, the, the big ones here uh, lately with, you know, some of the uh, phenomena they've been capturing on, on film, like, you know, the gimbal video or the Tic Tac video. Uh, you know, there are a lot of different, you know, types of crafts, you know, the, the different shapes and sizes, you know, there's like the triangle type ones. We've had, uh, you know, Jim Penniston on uh, a couple of times. And the one that he saw was triangular shaped Terry Lovelace, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, uh, talking about the devil's den. Uh, Jim was Rendlesham Forest. Uh, Terry Lovelace was uh, devil's den talking uh, again, a triangular shaped, uh, you know, UFO. You, you hear about uh, and people see cigar-shaped ones. So they come in all different shapes and sizes. Uh, so what exactly is it that we are seeing? Well, some people will say it's a physical craft that has traveled here physically from you know, some other, again, solar system. Other people will say that it traveled through some sort of wormhole or some sort of portal to get here from you know, wherever that, that location is that, you know, some of these are, you know, interdimensional and we're just seeing them for a moment as they kind of phase into our dimension. And then when they disappear, they're going back into their own. Others will say that they are time travelers. And that again, it's us coming back in time. And the problem is that they're saying, you know, this is the answer. And I think they're all of them that kind of depending on the specific craft or entity or whatever phenomena that we're actually talking about or witnessing, it's dependent upon that particular one. And in order to find out, you're going to have to go and interact with it and, you know, do some investigating and find out. So some of these, sure, they, they may be, they may actually be time travelers. I do believe some, some of these are ourselves coming back in time to, um, you know, maybe, you know, pass on some knowledge or technology, or uh, they're, they're curious, they want to study the past. Uh, you know, we would be very interested in studying the past as well. Uh, from today's standpoint, we would love to go back in time and see how things worked and how things happened. Um, I believe the same for ETs and beings from other planets. They are going to come here. They're going to be very curious. They're going to want to know more about us. And so they're going to appear here and check things out. 
was Nicole saying I want a I want a Bowen cookies? <laughs> uh, yeah, cookies would be good. So um, the same thing is true for we we did an episode um, a few weeks back on hat wearing entities. We did you know, men in black versus the hat man. And again, this is another case in which we see a variety of you know, different types of, of entities where like with Albert K. Bender in his hat man experience, hat men experience back in the 1950s. Uh, these were to him, they were ETs. Uh, and their description is very much like what we usually believe is a shadow hat person. Uh, you know, so they're, you know, shadow, shadow man, uh, hat wearing shadow entity. You know, we believe that's something more like paranormal in, in nature, you know, some sort of either interdimensional being, uh, you know, could be a, a human spirit manifesting as a shadow, uh, you know, some people believe they might be gin, you know, a lot of different, uh, you know, possibilities. Or then there's the, you know, other possibility that people believe that these, you know, hat wearing uh, people or entities are the men in black. So here you have three different possibilities for the same thing. And you'll have three different camps argue about which is the right one. I think they're all correct depending on the situation. So I believe what's happening here is people are tapping into different realities. There's all kinds of different things going on around us that we don't normally see with our own eyes, but sometimes we get a glimpse of what that is. And there's multiple layers. And so you know, sometimes we see a UFO. Uh, that's you know one part. That's a, a type of reality coming into ours. You know, especially if it's something that's like you know interdimensional. It's kind of you know we're having that overlap of dimensions. Same thing with time. Now it can happen certainly physically. You know, something actually on our plane of existence physically coming here. Um, you know, there's there's the spiritual plane. There's spiritual level, and we're definitely going going to get into you know some consciousness type topics here. Uh, Nicole and I were talking earlier about uh, you know, the abilities of, of psychic mediums and what that actually means. So I believe you have all these different layers of reality that are meshing together. And you have people within all these different fields of studies that are just basically kind of arguing with each other. Um, you know, some will, I mean, some will certainly hear each other out. Uh, but some people can certainly be quite stubborn in, in their viewpoints and they'll be like, no, that's not what it is. It's this over here when I think it's really all of them. So uh, I've touched a little bit here on inter interdimensional beings and I want to get a little bit deeper into this uh, with them because I had those that watched the Mike's Morning Mug the other day that I posted on the Connected Universe Portal website. If you haven't checked it out yet, I highly recommend you go do. It's in the member section. Just go under, uh, go into the member section, go under Mike's Morning Mug, and it's number, I think it's 125. 
it's like, I think it's a 13 minute video. So I talked about a, uh, a hypnosis session that I had on Sunday with uh, Ariana Corsino. She's going to be on Nicole's show tomorrow, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time, Guiding Echoes channel. Go check it out. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast version of this later, you can still go to the Guiding Echoes uh, uh, YouTube channel and the the archive of it will be there. So go check it out. Um, you know, a great woman, very, very, very nice, very sweet, and very talented hypnotherapist. So during this, uh, one of the questions that I, of course, wanted answered was about the the shadow entity that I experienced when I was about eight years old. You guys watching have heard this, you know, story, you know, a million times where, you know, the thing was there in the corner of my room came up to my bed, crossed my arms across my body, ran ran off down the hall. I wanted to know more about who that was, what that was, what really happened, because, I mean, basically I have a memory from when I was a child, and that was almost 40 years ago now. So when we explored that, and there's Nicole down in, in the chat, uh, you can find Ariana at the Realm of Prosperity on YouTube, uh, Instagram, and Facebook, yes. Uh, and, and you did confirm that was Mike's morning mug number 125. Thank you. Um, so when we got into that, basically what the answer was, was that it came from another space, uh, did not use the word dimension. It was, it was kind of interesting, uh, how that came out. Uh, because, you know, one of the questions was, because I want, I wanted to know too. You know, was this thing in ET? Was it an extraterrestrial that you know showed up there? Um, and the answer essentially was, it did not come from, uh, you know, what we would think of as another planet, but it came from another space. So basically, the connotation that this thing came from another dimension although it didn't use that term, another space. And I was also told that it traveled here through the light. So somehow traveling interdimensionally using the light. It also didn't appear in our uh, plane of existence as it normally appears. So it showing up as a shadow entity was not its true form. Um, I did get a, a glimpse of, of what it looked like in its true form, which was uh, you know, very tall, very, very slender, um, a very long neck. There was a lot more light involved. But when it appeared here uh, in, in our plane of existence, in our reality, it appeared very differently. Uh, it appeared as a shadow, and it did not mean to actually scare me. Uh, what was very interesting is I got a perspective of, like, from the entity's point of view, or at least from that corner of the bedroom, I can actually see um, my eight-year-old self, you know, mouth open trying to scream, and the entity felt bad. Uh, the whole arms crossing was... 
then there's another component that you know I you know hadn't hadn't remembered uh, but I got to see it so it crossed my arms basically um, because it, it felt bad and was trying to comfort me crossed my arms like that and then patted like where the where the arms crossed like you know kind of almost like an I'm sorry sort of thing and then it it ran off um, so it was a very very interesting uh, perspective on this but you're seeing here some sort of being that was coming here to travel research um, observe learn more about us learn more about our dimension um, you know have a physical interaction with something here so you're seeing seeing these this blending of a a couple of different realities here and I think I, I, I think I believe I truly believe that in our everyday life that blending of different realities is happening all the time and because we're going ab about with our everyday life we get busy we have a lot of things going on we just don't normally see it or observe it um, yeah I think those that probably are a little bit more in tune somebody like uh, Nicole or other maybe even uh, you know Ariana or other you know very skilled psychics uh, probably see it you know a lot more often um, you know because they're kind of on that wavelength and they kind of get those observations uh, you know quite a bit more so um, let's see uh, Victoria saying uh, that she was also hypnotized uh, before. Okay, cool. So, interdimensional beings traveling through the light, um, definitely going to be exploring that a lot more. And then we have time travelers. Now, so that whole thing with that shadow entity, again, corner of my room story that I've been telling for years is not the same as every shadow encounter that I've had and I'm not going to say that it is the answer for everybody's shadow encounter that just happens to be the answer for that particular shadow encounter uh, the one that happened to Johnny V's in Muskogee Oklahoma um, you know, that could have also been interdimensional. It was very different. Um, you know, basically my plane of existence crossing paths with another plane of existence, and I see it very quickly. It darts across the room, slams into a door, you know, a very flimsy little metal door. The door doesn't move, or any human, you know, just touching the thing, tapping it, and the thing would open. Um, and so the whole theory has been it was some sort of interdimensional being and the sound of that crossed dimensions. But did that particular shadow travel here through the light like the one when I was a child? I don't believe so. It was, it was almost like a mistake. Um, you know, I walked into the room, it was like I scared it and it darted across the room. Could it have also been some sort of time slip? That's also a possibility. Now, moments of time, 
time is a man-made construct, you could also view as other elements of a dimension, other planes of existence. You know, time being, um, you know, the, the construct of time as we call it would essentially be our fourth dimension. Um, and then above that, the fifth, you could basically look at all time. And we've, we've talked about time and dimensions and what have you before. So time slips, you know, that could have been what happened to Johnny V's. That is certainly what happened with Andrea Perrin at the Conjuring House, where, you know, they saw this whole family just suddenly appear in the dining room, and they turned and looked at them as if they were the ghosts. You know, the one man turning to the other saying, well, would you look at that? And, you know, I'm looking at the parents. So an obvious time slip. But that's very different than these other these other things that we're talking about. Again, it's not a one and done. You're but you're seeing different modes of reality here. You know, a time slip is certainly different than some entity traveling from another space to observe us and watch us and interact and learn, which is certainly different than a physical ET from some other planet uh, coming here in their spacecraft, which is certainly different than, you know, um, you know, say a Sasquatch or Skinwalker or something like that. Uh, you know, they're, they're all different parts of, of reality. Um, not really going to get into the whole doppelganger thing. I, th I believe that's another type of time slip. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about consciousness and astral projecting because it's some it, well it does go hand in hand with what we're talking about uh this evening you know another variation on a type of reality where you're able to you know your consciousness and there's a lot of debate as to where your consciousness actually resides we got into that uh a few weeks ago as well uh you know is it is it in the brain? Um, you know, there are, you know, neurites in your heart. So is it in the heart or is it somewhere between, you know, the heart and the brain? Or is it external uh, from all of this? There's a lot of ideas when you get into, you know, whether the, you're talking about the holographic universe or a simulated universe or something like that, where the, you know, the consciousness is actually elsewhere. Kind of think of like the Matrix and Neo sitting in the chair, um, and his consciousness is actually, you know, the the body is there in the hovercraft, but you know he's having this experience in the computer simulation off over in Machine Land. So is it something like that? So there's a lot of different ideas as to where the consciousness actually resides. But we're able to do things with it in which we are able to do something like astral project. So we're able to uh, access another plane of existence and go somewhere on the physical plane. So it's, it's really kind of interesting that you're taking, you know, whether that's another dimension, um, you know, whether that's uh, some sort of, uh, 
you know, spiritual level. Um, you know, you know, people talk about seeing the silver cord and it keeps them tethered there. Uh, you see a lot of interesting depictions of this in, in Hollywood. Um, what was it? Uh, Insidious called it, what, the further, I think it was. And, you know, everything suddenly turns blue and, you know, they can, you know, he can see himself sitting there, but, you know, he can't interact. So it's, it's basically he's astral projecting to some other dimension or plane or something. Uh, but it's there and he's able to see the physical world. But people will do this to, you know, go visit loved ones and, and you know, uh, go explore. Uh, you hear about people astral projecting to to other planets. Uh, people have, I guess, uh, astral projected to the moon and to Mars. You hear stuff about that with, uh, you know, with actually the government and, and Project Stargate back in the day when they were working with remote viewers. Now, their main... Their their main idea, their main point was to essentially spy on the enemy, spy on Russia. Uh, but they also had people trying to remote view to to the moon, to Mars, to other planets in the solar system to see if they could look and see uh, other things uh, that were around. So, you know, there's this consciousness connection. You know, we're talking connected universe. You know, we're, we're through the connected universe portal here. Uh, that that we are connected to all these other uh, areas of the universe on different planes of existence. So it's accessing another mode of reality to be able to uh, to be able to travel to these locations. In this case, you know, using a person's consciousness, using your own consciousness to go somewhere. It's not really traveling from another space with the light to somewhere else you're certainly not traveling in a spacecraft um you know which would be like the physical plane but your consciousness is now going there which kind of leads us into you know connecting with ghosts and spirits and apparitions they are kind of on their own you know plane of existence they're own they're living their own reality we we're still you know those who are paranormal investigators still trying to figure that out you know what is it that we're actually interacting with you know sometimes it's just a straight up you know human you know human spirit that is you know lingering here and we're able to converse and interact and sometimes we're able to actually physically interact with us some of those are just recordings of past events that get played back and we see those things play out there's nothing intelligent about it it's just there but what what is that you know people will say it's it's energy okay but how is that energy actually playing this out in some sort of physical form that we're able to see some of these things you know we say we're we're never human but they're there um, you know, sometimes we can, sometimes we can see them. Sometimes they do things invisibly right in front of us. Uh, sometimes we're able to talk with them, you know, sometimes out loud as a, uh, disembodied voice. Sometimes we pick up an EVP. So what exactly is that? It's, it's another reality, another layer that is around us that we're interacting with that is different than all these other things that we've already been talking about this evening. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of different levels and modes that that we are actually experiencing 
all at the same time. So um, something that Nicole and I were talking about uh, earlier today, when we were talking about this topic, uh, psychic mediums. What are they actually connecting with? Um, again, this is kind of you know something that's that's really unseen, but they are connecting with with something. So an example that uh, we wanted to talk about here was uh, with Nicole at the Hinsdale house. Um, I, I don't know if I really got into it on any of my social media as to what happened there. I know it was a again another Mike's Morning Mug video. Uh, Hinsdale House recap uh, through the Connected Universe portal. But what was going on there was we were, well, I mean, I'm kind of showing Nicole the grounds. You know, here's here's the house. We went over to the pond. You know, we're getting some video footage. You know, trying to kind of um, you know recap what had happened there uh, with me a year and a half ago. Uh, with the little blue lights that, you know, turned out to be, you know, little fairies. Uh, and again, a, another type of entity on another plane of existence, experiencing another type of reality. Um, probably not going to get too much into that this evening, but we are talking about the Hinsdale house, so we kind of have to go there. Um, so, yeah, we're trying to do some filming and, you know, trying to show Nicole around a little bit. And as we're walking from the back of the house past the fire pit toward the stairs that lead off into the woods, all of a sudden, Nicole felt this extreme energy shift. And the way she explained that was, you know, even though we weren't in the house, we were you know, quite a ways out in the backyard at that point, was that there was still like this, this line that demarcated, this is, this is the end of the house, the energy of the house, and past that, we are entering the energy of the woods. And it's like, okay, that's 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 pretty interesting. And so, you know, take her up in the woods, kind of showing her around and explaining the story. A little while later, I bring out the dowsing rods. And walking from the back of the house toward the stairs, past the fire pit, toward the stairs, rods are sticking straight out hit that point, hit that mark that Nicole was talking about. And all of a sudden, the dowsing rods swung backwards and pointed back toward the house. A fascinating piece of footage. So, you know, I had basically physical uh, evidence of what Nicole was talking about. Now, physical as in, you know, the, the dowsing rods physically interacted with this energy shift. It's not like we suddenly saw a force field come up or whatever. Um, but she felt that distinct energy shift in the dowsing rods, of course, uh, showed that it was certainly there. So at that point where, you know, where that line is, was she actually connecting with two realities at the same time? One reality being the reality of the house and, you know, the house proper and everything you know, that goes on there and the reality of the things that go on in the woods behind the house, which a lot of different things happen back there. Uh, I mentioned the, the fairy lights before, which for, for those that are not familiar with the story, 
maybe listening to the podcast later or listening on KGRA. Um, you know, this was, these were not fireflies. Uh, this happened in late September, way past firefly season. Uh, also, blue fireflies are only really seen down in the Carolinas. And in June, this was New York State, Finger Lake region, uh, late September. So these were not fireflies. And, you know, we're, we're getting down there on the ground looking to see if we can find any bugs that are emanating this light. But, um, yeah, there some of them were in the air twinkling. There were some on the ground that... They didn't twinkle. The, what they did was they kind of uh, grew really bright, and then they faded out and got really dim, and then they grew, grow real bright again. Um, very, very interesting as far as what happened. Now, that's just one thing back there. People hear a lot of uh, Native American drumming from back there. Uh, Sean Gilmore talked about, and basically what he described was this uh, humanoid type person with antlers. So it sounded very skinwalker-ish, although, you know, skinwalkers are supposed to be out west. Now, we had James Keenan on last night, and he was basically talking about how, you know, a lot of these different, you know, their are legends, their stories that the natives have passed down about you know, basically the same type of entity. A lot of people talk about puckwudgies back there. I haven't ever seen uh, the puckwudgies, which are basically like little gray gnome-type uh, crypt encrypted type uh, creatures. So, uh, and Nicole also uh, stating down there in the chat that she also heard the drums there. Yeah, yeah, we did hear, we did hear the drums a bit there on our revisit to, uh, to Hinsdale as well. And there's, uh, there's Tom McNicholas. Good to see you down there, Tom. So yeah, two different, two different realities, basically demarcated by a, a line of energy and energy shift. Because um, what happens there in the house is, is very different than what happens out there uh, on the land. You know, the the house has its its hauntings and its its different legends and lore, uh, things that go on there. You hear about you know, things off on the pond uh, you know, that happened over there, which I guess used to be uh, the barn, but there was some nefarious things going on in the barn. Uh, so it's it's all very uh, you know different energy and. You know, really, once you hit that line, what's what's interesting as well is um, with that line, because it was right as you're starting up the path. Uh, when I had the ferry incident, I had left an apple there. Uh, this is a year and a half ago uh, as an offering. Because they say that, you know, with with fairies, you leave an offering. It was right around there, too, that I had left that that apple. We came out the next day and, you know, something had had started eating it, you know, some people could say bugs, but the way that it was um, kind of disassembled, for lack of a better term, it, it certainly wasn't a, a bite by a, a deer. Um, but there were like all these like little shreds of the the skin are around the apple. And then it looked like you know, something was kind of, you know, made a big boring into the side of it. It was very interesting. So, I mean, we can't confirm, you know, that, that that was the little blue lights that did that. But, again, really, really uh, fascinating. It was right around that mark. So, it's, uh, yeah, are these two different realities happening at the same time you know, right next to each other? Uh, it's very interesting. Um, so, I already, I already talked about uh, Project Stargate a bit. 
and uh, remote viewing. Uh, but I, I did want to get into a little bit with that. You know, is that how some of the the ETs travel? Um, are they using some some form of advanced remote viewing that we talked earlier about you know, sending your consciousness out to astral project and that's you know kind of the same thing with with remote viewing and we talked about uh you know remote viewing other planets that they they were trying to get people into project stargate uh to do that sort of thing so with some of these ets is that what they are also doing maybe from some other planet or maybe they are in another dimension and they're using that idea of of remote viewing to send their consciousness here that maybe some of these things that we see are not necessarily a physical entity but it's their consciousness that is manifesting for a spell uh, within our plane of existence within our physical reality you know could their could their reality obviously um if they're on another planet they they have a I guess in a way, um, a different physical reality in that the, the planet's obviously going to be different than ours. Um, but that plane of existence would still be, you know, 3D space. Uh, but they would be using a mode of another form of reality, astral plane or whatever, whatever level the consciousness is on to be able to travel to here. And maybe it is just to, to view but maybe we actually see some of their actual physical form come through as well. So is that, you know, like that shadow entity, I mean, it said came from another space, traveled through the light. Is that kind of the same concept or is it different? I'm very open to any of these possibilities because I believe they could all be correct. I don't believe there's one singular answer. And I think we need to explore all these different possibilities. You know, is this what the ancients had had dove into? Did they did they dive into these things thousands of years ago? Is that what Stonehenge was for? Is that what the pyramids were for? Um, we talk a lot about you know, lost ancient technology. Um, you know, again, that that uh, Mike's morning, no, morning mug number 125, where I get into, uh, you know, the hypnosis section, the hi hypnosis session, uh, where I was talking about connections between Atlantis and Antarctica. You know, ancient, ancient technology. Not going to get into all the different theories and legends and things like that of Atlantis, but uh, there are a lot of people believe that they had, you know, ancient forms of technology where they could use uh, portals, they could use stargates, um, they had a knowledge of how to use these, uh, you know, these stone circles that they had technology for moving the large blocks. I mean, obviously, some of that technology whether it originated in you know, what we call Atlantis 
Um, it was probably called something else, obviously, if it existed. Um, but obviously, that technology was around for a while because we see the structures, you know, structures that, you know, either, you know, we're just now getting around to having Newtonian technology that could build it today, or we still can't, uh, which is which is absolutely fascinating. So how did they do it when, you know, our archaeologists and our uh, mainstream scientists are telling us that they had, you know, sticks or 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 chicken bones or you know maybe a little bit of copper here to try to help them out you know it, but just not the sheer they, they didn't have these large cranes and stuff back then um and and that's you know something i always try to make clear when we talk about ancient high technology we're not talking about um we're not talking about computers and cell phones and um you know like the massive cranes and stuff that we have today to be able to do this they had something else and the question becomes did they know about these other realities and these other planes of existence and native in to be able to manipulate this plane of existence this reality do they know about how to access you know maybe the fifth dimension in order to manipulate things in the third dimension the fourth dimension of course being time you know, did they, did, did some of the ancients even know how to time travel? Did they know how to access other worlds? Uh, there's a lot of ideas, of course, like about the stone circles where they used it you know, for healing or they used it for alter states of consciousness and then portals and things like that. So, you know, we don't know for sure. You know, we, we speculate a lot. We have a lot of ideas. We look into the old texts. They talk about it, some of that stuff in the old texts. Mainstream tries to say, well, it's just all legend, lore, you know, religious beliefs, that sort of thing. Well, you have many others who say, no, that, that was actually real. And then when you look at what they actually built, you have to consider that you know, maybe those altered states of consciousness that they were talking about, maybe those other realities that they were talking about, maybe these you know, visitors that they talked about coming here really existed and really helped out with all of these things. So then that brings us to the simulated universe. Um, and I'm not going to get too deep in this because I've, you know, we've had entire sessions on this, but this is yet another type of reality, another layer, because I've kind of been, talking about it in layers it's really like all these different layers around us and even like with the when we talk the multiverse and i said i wasn't really going to get into the multiverse today but we we'd at least touch on it a little bit um you know physicists quantum physicists will talk about the multiverse as in being a you know basically like a physical reality that this is that there are you know many universes out there and kind of if you look at that um, the, the thumbnail that I created for the show tonight, or you get into, I talked about it earlier, I mentioned it earlier with, with, uh, with Johnny Enoch in the shadow dimension. And he's talking about the multiverse, the, uh, the stock footage that I use that basically have all these like bubble universes next to each other. It, it's really, I mean, that's kind of what they imagine it as like, you know, something has spawned off all these universes and they're basically, you know, all these bubbles 
that are around there and you know they're all um you know they're all a little different and you know some some survive and some make it like ours and others don't uh they can't sustain life uh but they kind of each you know think of them as a separate little universe all out there physically well what if that's not the case what if all these you know multiple universes are basically right here right now as another layer on top of this like they're all on top of each other um i i believe that's a possibility i mean they could be they could be physically all kind of separate in little bubbles like that um but if we are in a going back to simulated universe um and again, like I've said before on other on other shows and presentations, that you know, all of our or most of our major religions talk about it, just not in those words. Whether you know, with reincarnation, we go somewhere, we come back here to Earth, we die, we go back there, come to you know that other world, that other plane of existence, and we come back here for a while. This recurring cycle. Well, where is it? you know, that we go. We're coming down here to learn something, kind of play in, in the sandbox down here. Uh, other religions talk about, you know, we're coming here and preparing to go to a new world, another world. So they're all talking about it, uh, just not using the word in simulation. Because, uh, of course, in our, uh, I guess, our ancient texts, our ancient languages, they probably didn't really have a word for that. I mean, we we kind of think of simulation in more at least these days in the sense of a computer we always these days we think of the you know the matrix um and i don't necessarily believe it's a computer simulation that i that we're in i think it's more organic biological natural maybe molecular uh but where is it that we go um you know that is in and of itself a whole other reality and when people have a near-death experience, it's like they go and they visit that for just a brief moment. Um, a lot of the things that you know we we kind of talk about and speculate about when it comes to that other world, that place that we go to when we pass on, are from near-death experiencers. So they've gotten a taste of it. And it is a whole other reality that is out there around us somewhere. So, but yet we're still connected to it um, very tenuously. <laughs> um, so let's see, you guys have some questions down here. Let me get to a few of these. Thanks for asking questions, by the way. Sir Yusuf, what are the sympathetic points between our reality and the uh connected dimension well that's that's kind of the big question um you know we know those those points exist because we we have interactions with it uh but we don't exactly know how it kicks off you know how it we exactly are able to connect with it. If if we knew, we'd be able to, you know, do it all the time. It's kind of like, you know, people that go out on a paranormal investigation and try to interact with, you know, that type of, um, that type of reality, uh, you know, spirits, ghosts, what have you. 
Um, we don't know how to make that happen on demand. We, we, use, we end up using the phrase, we can't make it happen on demand because um, we don't exactly understand what that point is. Um, you know, if we're interacting with a, an interdimensional being or we are, we're witnessing a time slip or something like that, we don't exactly know what the catalyst is to make that happen. I've talked a number of times about vibration. I, I believe a lot of this has to do with vibration and frequencies matching up. Um, and, you know, for a brief moment, you know, things resonating at the exact same frequency you know, just and because things are fluctuating, things are moving up and down. So we just get a glimpse of it for a brief moment. So that's that's one idea. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I, be, I believe at this point in time, and I always reserve the right to change my mind. Uh, I believe right now that that's it. And you and you read about, you know, people believing these things, you know, happen uh, with frequency, vibration and all that, like with like the great pyramids and that maybe that was one of the things that the pyramids was, was used for uh, to basically tune the um, basically tune the community to tune the civilization onto a specific frequency. Um, and then being tuned to a specific frequency, you could, um, you know, one, um, you know, have your people and basically a better, mood for lack of a better term but you keep playing with that frequency and tuning it to certain areas you could enter altered states of consciousness you could use tuning and vibration um you know again for for healing like i've mentioned before you could use it to uh communicate with you could use it to communicate with other people whether here on this planet or or elsewhere or even to you know travel uh in those sorts of ways so there's a lot of different things it could possibly be used for. Um, Tom McNicholas, you think astral projection can cross into the multiverse? So, I mean, that's an interesting idea. That's um, when our physicists talk about being able to actually connect from one universe to another. I mean, it's all theoretical at this point. When we talk about um, traveling just within this universe using, you know, some sort of, uh, wormhole bending the fabric of space and time, um, to be able to do that. If it's all these bubbles kind of next to each other, like, you know, they say, again, it's all, it's all theoretical. The, the, the reason why they, they, they will say these things is because they have an equation that they've worked out that shows them, well, yes, this could very well possibly be because I've done the math and the, the math seems to say that. So it's kind of, basically it's one of those, I have this idea um, of, you know, all these, you know, uh, multiple universes. Could that possibly be given what we know about our universe and then doing math based off of our universe to, to postulate that. And if the equations work out, then okay. Sounds good. That, then that could very well possibly be. So the idea then would be using the, you know, uh, wormhole theory externally to be able to connect one 
universe to another universe. So if you had all these bubbles kind of next to each other, imagine that wormhole connecting from one bubble to another rather than inside the... Like one bubble would be our universe. And when we talk about traveling from one point within our universe to another to get to one galaxy to another, you're basically creating you know, a, a wormhole, a connection from one to another. So now imagine you have all these multiple bubbles and you're doing that same thing, the wormhole, but externally from one bubble to another. That's kind of the idea. Um, so to astral project from this universe to another, you'd kind of have to do that same sort of thing with your consciousness. If you believe that that's how multiple universes would be able to connect. Now, if they're all kind of layered or enmeshed in each other and it's just a different frequency, not necessarily physical, but something more on a consciousness level, then I don't know if you'd have to go the whole wormhole route as it would be you just have to tune your frequency the right way when you astral project. How you do that, I don't know. <laughs> it's all extremely theoretical here. So, all right. Um, I'll take one or two more. I, I do need to finish up because I have that uh, other show to get to here in a few minutes. Um, so, Sarah... Yusuf, does experiencing and understanding mediumship could become a basis for accessing the alternative dimension? If so, then according to some theories, anyone can experience the alternate dimension. Um, yeah, when, when you're talking about you know, it's a person having psychic abilities or mediumship, you know, I, everybody has some to some degree, I, I believe. Uh, there are a lot of people who have totally turned themselves off to it. If they were to open themselves up to it, they, they could get some skills. Um, you know, people who are very gifted, uh, psychic mediums, yeah, you know, kind of, you know, immediately have that connection. Um, for someone like me, who's open to it, and I got a little bit of something going on, um, you know, I could learn more how to tune myself into those things, um, and access and being able to access an alternate dimension. Sure. That would make it easier depending on Again, we're talking about um, multiple realities, multiple layers, and so you know, accessing on what you know, accessing which reality. Then, you know, if we're we're talking about um, you know, some other plane of existence, I mean, there's multiple different planes of existence. So it would be depend. It would be which one are you trying to access? Um, you know, because I believe that where. Uh, you know, human spirits are that just haven't gone on to wherever that are, you know, still hanging around here on earth that <clears throat> we would call like a ghost or something like that, I think are on a very different plane of existence and say an interdimensional being that comes here from some other dimension or place in space time. Um, so, you know, which one would I have an easier time accessing? I'm not sure, but could I try to learn how to access one or the other or even both? Possibly, and would a psychic have a better chance or maybe an easier time trying to do that? 
probably because they're already kind of in tune into uh, those those other uh, realms of possibility. Uh, that's why, you know, going back to Project Stargate, that's why they were using uh, uh, remote viewers to, to try to access some of these different things. They already had those abilities within them. They didn't have to you know, really you know, train or teach somebody or whatever. It's like these people already had these abilities. Let's see what they can do. Can they spy in Russia? Can they see what's on Mars? That sort of stuff. Um, one more question here from Tom. If you suspect someone was time traveling from our future into our current universe, what things wouldn't be safe to discuss or ask if they were willing to communicate? I mean, that's, you know, it's kind of a, I mean, it's a, it's a tough question to answer, you know, because once you start divulging information from a future into our past, then that's where you start getting those different paradox scenarios. Um, you know, like, well, like the grandfather paradox, or uh, if you introduce an object from the future to here, um, that could not possibly exist without the future having existed first. That's where you get the bootstrap paradox and things like that. So um, that's why I think a lot of these things that are actually uh, time travelers don't interact with us a whole lot. I think they do interact with us to some degree. There's always going to be a little bit of you know manipulation. I think that's when we start getting things like the, the Mandela effect. Um, but I think for the most part, they're watching, observing, just learning, uh, you know, seeing how things happen. And maybe there's something that they need to know in the future from the past that was kind of lost to time. And they want to come back and see exactly what it was. Or maybe they just, they're curious. I mean, you think about us, what do we, what do we do? We look at the past and we try to just study how they lived and what did they do for fun? What did they eat? You know, how did their daily lives, uh, happen? And, and I think somebody from the future would be interested in that and come back if they had the technology to travel back in time, would just stand there, watch and observe. So I think some of these entities that we're seeing that we get spooked and scared of are just going to be, you know, time travelers looking back into the past we talked earlier about interdimensional beings kind of doing the same thing. They're, they're, you know, they're very curious about us. They want to learn, you know, we're on another plane of existence, another dimension. They want to learn more about that dimension. They want to learn more about the people in it and they're watching and observing and sometimes don't realize the way that they end up appearing to us can actually frighten us. Um, especially when I was an eight year old kid. So all right, everybody, that is it for tonight. I really do appreciate uh, everybody joining for the live stream here uh, through the Connected Universe portal. For those listening to uh, the podcast later, please go ahead and subscribe to us at the ConnectedUniversePortal.com. You can join us for the live stream Wednesday nights, usually at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Uh, tonight it had to be 7.30, and uh, you can you know, join in, take part, ask questions, and all that great stuff. So uh, we will see everybody again next week. Take care.